That's a very powerful narrative in the book of Revelations chapter 12. The Bible here gives the narrative about the fall of Satan. The fall of Lucifer in the book of Revelations chapter 12. The Bible says from verse 7 that there was war in heaven. I want you to look at me in the eye, everybody. The scripture says there was war in heaven. And the Bible says that Satan, whom the scriptures refer to here as dragon, the great dragon, he fought against Michael. And here the Bible let us know that Michael is an archangel. And the devil fought against Michael. And he could not prevail. Satan's host. Scripture says they fought against Michael. We understand by revelation that these hosts or angels of the dragon. They were before time angels of God. But at that time the Bible did not refer to them as angels of God. The Bible says that we're the angels of dragons and they ultimately became demonic spirit. The word of God said they fought against Michael. And the Bible says the dragon did not prevail. I want you to lift your hand and say with me. Say the dragon will not prevail in my life. I want you to say it with faith. Say the will. Say it with faith. Say the will of the dragon will not prosper in my life. The Bible says the dragon fought against Michael and the angels of God. And they did not prevail. And scripture says they were cast down from heaven. They were cast down from the presence of God. They were cast down from the holy presence of God. And they became outcast. Forbidding spirit, unclean spirit. And then we understand these by a spirit of revelation. I want you to hear me tonight. Because when God was given John this revelation, he was talking to him about futuristic event. He wasn't talking about things that had happened in history. Everywhere in the book of Revelation was talking about things that are to come. But this particular passage was referring to an incident that, was, that had happened millennials before. God gave him a retrospection view of the heavenly history. He had access into the depth of heaven. God gave Moses the history of the earth. How the earth was formed. And that's why the first five books of the Bible... It's called the book of Moses. 
Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And the Bible started the five books of the Bible by saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and all of that. And, but, but, but here we see how the scriptures is even taking us back into the history of the heavens. The book of Revelation chapter 12 is not talking about the history of the world, but the history of the heavens. And God has given John the beloved a retrospection view of what happened in the heavenly places. There was war in heaven. At some point, we don't know when, we don't know what year, but the Bible says by a spirit of revelation, there was war in heaven. And the enemy, Satan, he fought against the angels of God. And God gave John specific revelation about this war. And God said that Satan was cast out of the earth. And the Bible says there was no place found in the universe for them. No place found in heaven. He was cast down to the, the earth. And the Bible says here, woe to the earth and to the sea and to the land. For the devil has come to you with a great wrath. For he knows that his time is short. So we don't know. Did this event happen in history or will it happen in the future? And I began to wonder. Until I opened my Bible to the book of Ezekiel chapter 28. And I started to read the book of Ezekiel 28. And I noticed that there is also a prophetic injunction in the book of Ezekiel 28 about this history of heaven of how satan fell from the throne of god and ezekiel put it in another context he said how thou art fallen king of of tyre you are falling from heaven because you were an anointed cherubim and you were adorned with all precious stones you were in the heavenlies and you said to yourself i will ascend to the heavens I will go to the direction of the north. I will make my throne higher than the most high. And the book of Ezekiel gave us an exposition about this history of heaven. And then I turned to the book of Isaiah. And then I see where God also gave Isaiah the history of the heavens. About the fall of Satan. Now I want you to understand something. We know that there are realms. There's a God realm. And there's a man realm. And you cannot access the God realm except you receive it by revelation. By a spirit of revelation. And the Bible says the things that are hidden belongs to God. And the things that are revealed are for us and our children forever. And so God revealed the revelation of the fall of Satan. And when the devil fell the first time, we understand by revelation that it did not have problem with man it was not a battle between satan and people the first battle in the heavens from the book of ezekiel the book of revelations and the book of isaiah it was a battle between satan and god it had nothing to do with us we don't know nothing about it we don't know how long the battles lasted we don't know what exactly had happened and transpired in detail before the battle. We only know the things the Bible says that the devil sought to exalt his throne above the throne of God. And then we know also 
that after Satan was defeated in heaven, he took the battle into our realm. Okay. So the battle of the heavens came to the earth. Scripture says the devil was cast to the earth. The battle in the heavenlies came down to earth. Why did the battle in heaven became an earthly affair? I want you to listen tonight. Because at the center of God's creation is man. And when you fight somebody, you hurt what they love. And when you hurt the things they love, then it, it totally handicaps them. It's just like the kidnappers. You know what they do? When they want to get to some politician or somebody important, then they kidnap his family. Am I talking to somebody right now? So when they kidnap his family, then they demand for ransom. Or they ask him to do something difficult. He didn't have to do with him. But they touched something precious to him. They touched his little girl. They touched his grandmother whom he loves. And he knows once they got somebody I love, they got me. And that's how this battle came to our territory. Because the enemy knows... If I mess up with you, I'm going to mess up with God. Okay. If I can take your joy, if I take your joy, it affects God. If I steal your blessing, it affects God. If I take your glory, it affects God. When I turn the glory of man to the glory of beast, it affects God. When I make men who are made in the image of God to lose their uh, identity, their gender, and I twist their mind, it affects God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, What is man that thou art mindful of him? So to be mindful means his mind is full of us. I want you to understand this today. The angels in heaven, the principalities and powers, the cherubims and the seraphims, the forces of eternity, all of the powers of the universe. Man is at the center of it. The greatest agenda of God right now is for human race. For God so loved the world. Is there somebody here tonight who thinks that your life revolves around your pitiful temporary situation God says you are bigger than what you are going through because there is a plan a grand plan in the heavenlies that involves you I want you to hear this the devil is a liar God don't make mistakes there's no coincidence in God all this battle in heaven is all about us we are at the center of it. That's how we sent his son. If we are not.
need to hear this. You need to hear this. If we don't matter to God, why will he send his own son? Why did he send him? What did he send his son to do? To die. To suffer. To get bruised. To get beaten. To lose his Godship. And to become man. That God became man. And walked among men for man. That he might redeem men back to himself. What do you think the devil went in the garden? What do you think the devil is crawling around people's lives? What do you think the devil is attacking people? What do you think witchcraft is coming against people? What do you think demons are showing themselves in people's dreams? Because the devil knows that right now in this dispensation, in this time and age, men are at the center of the will of God. We are the focal point of all of eternity. Everything about the program of God, about the Godhead, is not focused in heaven. Can I shock you for a minute? Even right now, the Holy Spirit is moving in the earth. God inhabits the earth. Okay, all right. You know how jealous angels are right now? That angels are saying, God, can't you look in my direction? Look at my wings. Look at my colorful wings. Let me praise you. Lord, I have this sonorous voice. You don't even have idea how awesome I sound. If I move, it's music. If I clap, it's music. If I turn, it's music. If I roll, it's music. God said, angel, I know you can sing. I know you are all light and I know you are all beautiful. I know you are all colorful, but thank you. But right now, I don't feel like getting angelic praise. I'm looking for some people that's going to raise some praise in the earth realm. God is not moved by the praise of angels. Right now, right here here the hand of God and the eyes of God is upon the praise of his people the Lord inhabits the praise the praise of his people let me hear you say all that God is thinking about is me I want you to understand that Satan always create his machinery his device all his strategies, all his tactics is to attack people. People are attacked by the devil because he does not want God to take delight in one thing that makes him happy. Why does God love people so much? One time I asked God, why do you love us? Why do you love me? You know what God says? He said, I'm attracted to little things. I'm attracted to powerless people. I want you to hear this. I'm attracted to helpless people. I said, God, why are you attracted to helpless people? He said, because I am God who delights in my glory. And when I help people who can't help themselves, they give me the glory. And that's why a whole lot of people are not getting the blessing because they think they can pick their own life. See, as long as you think, you imagine that you have a way out of whatever tight corner you are going through, God will keep watching you. But the moment you say, Father, I don't know what to do. Heaven will sweep in. Why? Because God delights. He finds delight in helping people who acknowledge him. Who says, God, you are the strength of my life. You are my hiding place. Satan is always trying 
to ridicule the glory of God. I want you to hear me, child of God. Right now, right here, God stepped in. No matter what attack the devil is plotting against your life. I want you to hear me. I don't know what it is you're going through. I don't know what it is you're dealing with. I don't know the emotional attack. I don't know the psychological, spiritual battle that you're facing. But I got news for you tonight. Look at my eyes, everybody. The Lord has already prepared a solution to every situation. Why did God do that? Number one, because he decided to give the devil a run for his money. You know how he did it? Because Satan was in the highest realm, highest level, was so high up that he was even trying to be like God. And when he fell, he came with a degree of authority and power. He came with all the wisdom and all the tactics that he had acquired for the millennials. But God said, listen, I'm going to give you the run of your money. I'm going to give you the shock of your life. Human beings who were made from dust. I, the Lord, I will go to their realm and I will redeem them. Uh, the devil said, no, I got them. God said, you don't have them. I will redeem them so much. Okay. That I will now place them above the devil. Okay. <laughs> it was a shock of all eternity. It was the it was the game changer of all eternity. That man made of clay in their fallen state, deprived and, and frustrated and dirty and little and powerless and sick and broke. He now said, I made you to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. Look at my eyes, somebody. The devil is a liar. Above principalities and powers. We are made to... Bible says, what is man? That thou art mindful of him. You have made him a little lower than the angels. Do you know that the original text there says, a little lower than Elohim. And Elohim is God himself. So he has created us to operate a place of ascendancy in the heavens. Whereby our place of dominion is right above the principalities and powers. Man, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. Principalities and powers, they are no joke. They are not, they, they are not little children. These are forces that have been in existence even before the world itself began. But God says, I'm going to walk a good thing and I'm going to make your life to be higher than the angels, higher than demons, higher than principalities, higher than powers. Okay. So when a child of God look at my eyes everybody. A child of God. A seven year old child of God. A ten year old child of God gets up and says, in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, I command, I declare, I decree, 
I legislate. I, I, I maintain authority. I move things on the right. I move things on the left. I bind the money spirit. I move in the God realm. Whenever a child of God does that, you know what happened? Every demon, they stand still. Every power stands still. Angels stand still. Principalities stand at attention. All the powers in heaven, it stands at attention. God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that are the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow of things in heaven and of things on earth and of things under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And when you call Jesus, heaven's gate open. When you call Jesus, angels be like, please, what do you want? They stand at attention. Am I talking to somebody right now? Have you seen one angel before? The Bible says one angel destroyed 144,000 men in a sweep. Okay, I told you my encounters with the angelic host. How one day I was praying and the Lord showed me the vision of an angel. And I just ran out of the room because he had come in the earth element. And I started to see bright light like I'd never seen before. Angels are nothing to play with. One angel will move and light up an entire city. They are creatures of light. Demons are nothing to play with. They have destructive power that is unimaginable. That can destroy entire nations in split of seconds but in the midst of all that enormous incomprehensible power of the heavenlies God put us at the center of his creation and God now gave us the authority to control and to manipulate and to maneuver my God who am I talking to right now and by the power of God that's at work in you you can go to the future and alter things in the future you can go to the past and alter things in the past you can go to the heavenly realm and you can do things in the heavenly realm you can go underneath the heavens you can bind demons you can bind the spirit of death you can bind the spirit of hate you can bind the spirit of disease and affliction you can tell every devil take your hands away from my family take your hands away from my child you spirit of frustration get out of this place God made us the attraction of the ages. You have no idea how angels are so jealous of you. Let me shock you a little bit. Do you know the Bible tells us that angels, they commit sin, they do wrong? You know that? You read the book of Jude. The Bible says for the angels that did not maintain their false love, but they left their place of false estate, they were cast into outer darkness. Listen. When angels step out of their limit and they go against the will of the Father, they are not given an opportunity to repent. Okay. They are not given a chance to say, Father, we plead the blood of Jesus. Angels cannot plead the blood. Okay. The blood of Jesus was not shed for angels. When an angel said, we plead the blood. He said, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. It's, it wasn't meant for you. It's meant, 
his men, hallelujah, for Diana. Amen. That's she, she got the blood. Amen. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's meant for danger. That's what Jesus said. The blood is meant for you, not for angels, not for seraphims or, ser or, or, or the cherubims. The blood of Jesus is for you. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Let me say something to you. Angels don't carry fire of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he makes his angel spirit. They are spirit, but he makes his ministers flaming fire. I want to help you tonight. The hierarchy of heaven, the hierarchy and the order of eternity. Angels have order and they have their place. And their place is definitely beneath the saints because he exalted us above the angels. Okay, all right. You don't understand this thing. What I'm saying is so is some real deep stuff. He, he placed us above and there is hierarchy in heaven. Angels do not confuse their place. The Holy Spirit in heaven is not on the same level as angels. Because the Holy Spirit is God. Okay. And God lives in man. Angels do not possess the Holy Spirit. Okay. But the Holy Spirit is living in me. I'm talking to somebody right now. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Let me shock you. When somebody is possessed by a spirit, they become one with the spirit that possessed them. The Bible says, he that is born of the spirit is spirit. He didn't say it's of the spirit. It's spirit. When a spirit possesses somebody, the individual that's possessed by the spirit, he takes on the characteristic of that spirit. The attribute of that spirit. That's why some people, whenever the spirit of anger manifests in them, you can tell that it's no more this person. You look at them, you could almost see that demon of destruction. They start smashing. They start breaking down. Have you ever seen somebody that's doing something under the influence of a spirit? And when they are done, their eyes are open. And they say, I don't know what made me do it. I don't know why I stopped him. I don't know why I did that. Because when you are possessed by any spirit, that spirit takes on the personality of the person. And the person takes on the personality of the spirit. Can I announce to you tonight that when you are possessed by the Holy Spirit, you take on the personality and the power of the Holy Ghost. You become one with God. You become one with God. You begin to manifest the attributes of God that is beyond your earthly capacity. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 11, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You tell everybody that 
knows you and say when the Holy Ghost takes over my life it's no more me everything that I'm doing is a manifestation of the Spirit of God Paul said I am crucified with Christ I have been crucified with Christ nevertheless look at my eyes everybody I live it is not I that live it is Christ the spirit of Christ the power of Christ the revelation of Christ the wisdom of Christ the authority of Christ that lives in me we are hidden in him we come on, am I talking to three people here today that's why death can't touch you before death touches you, it has to touch God. Oh, who am I talking to right now? That's why demons can touch you. Because the Bible said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. And the word anointed means the Holy Ghost. I was teaching at SLI yesterday. Anointed means in, in, the, in, in the Greek word, it means it means the Holy Ghost. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So when you carry the anointed, you carry God. You carry God. You carry power. Nothing upset the devil. It's not, it's not upset the fact that he was defeated by Michael. Because he knows Michael has the power of the archangel. He has the status of the archangel. He could live with that. He could live with that. Say, I know. I know that we are on the same level in the heavens. So he has the God advantage. I can deal with that. But what upset the devil is when mere men are messing him up. It's so frustrating for the devil. It can handle that. And that's why the devil tries everything he can to make sure that you disconnect from God. Because he knows that the moment you put off your armor, the moment you disconnect from your God life, the moment you leave your place, in the secret place of the Most High. He knows he has access to you. And that's why the Bible says, lest the devil takes advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. And what he's going to try to do is to summon you out of your place of power. Leave that place of consecration. Just come out for two hours. And let me mess up with you. It's just like a child that's with the father. And the, and, and, the, and the person trying to get the child knows. As long as this child is with the daddy. I cannot come near him. So what does he do? It's, it tries to, to lure you with, with, with candy. Come on somebody. You better be careful about the candy you are eating. Because by, by the time the candy gets you out from the father. The devil going to smack you. Be careful. Be careful because as long as you stay in the sacred place, as long as you sit at my right hand, I will make your enemies your footstool. When you dwell in his presence, 
you will always mesmerize the devil. Demons can't come near you. They look at you. They can't touch you. You are a blazing fire. We are at the center of the will of God. Lift your right hand and say, I am at the center of the will of God. Oh, come on. Talk to somebody who has faith. You are at the center of the will of God. All of heaven and all of the creation in eternity is centered around you. You know how some of us are trying to get by on little things? You know how some of us are dealing with somebody not liking us? When you are the center of heaven. You know how some of us are so menial and petty that we are concerned somebody is looking at us in a certain way. When in reality, you are the center of the heavens. You know how some of us don't even understand the power that's in us. And we are concerned with somebody liking us. When you are the center of God's love. Okay. Listen everybody. There are laws in the spirit realm. There are laws in the spirit realm. And oftentimes, many people approach God with sentiment. They approach God with feelings. They say to God, look at me, how, how long I've been dealing with this issue. You got to do something. And God says, activate the law of heaven. When you understand the principles of heaven, you will have dominion on earth. The Bible says in the book of Job, do you understand the ordinances of heaven? And thou shalt have dominion on earth. The ordinances of heaven, the understanding of the systems of heaven make gods out of men. It gives you dominion on earth. So God in the heavens does not respond to pity. Have you heard somebody said, well, if God was powerful and God was almighty, how about all those children that are starving and dying and sick in all those poor countries? Why can't God just wave a magic wand and God just heal the world and make the world an awesome, unbelievable place? You heard that? A lot of mediocrity in the world. Have you heard somebody say, well, if all these healing preachers, I can heal this and I can heal that. If you are all that powerful, why don't you go to the general hospital and go and start healing all those sick people? It's all fake. Have you heard that before? See, a lot of ignorance. People don't understand that there is law in heaven. There's law in heaven. Jesus, for example, Went to Israel. He went to Jerusalem amongst his own people. And the Bible says, hear me, he could not do many miracles. Okay. 
I want you to put the Bible in the context. He didn't say he, he did not want to do. He said he could not do. He was willing to do miracles. But he could not. He was refrained from doing miracles. Why? Because of their unbelief. Faith unlocks the supernatural. It is the law of heaven. Okay. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter whatever circumstance on the outside. If they have faith, they would unlock the heavens. Even God will not turn away from a person with faith. Do you know how Jesus was approached by a woman who asked the Lord to heal her daughter. And she said, heal my daughter. And Jesus said, listen, it's not yet time for me to minister to the Samaritans. I'm sent now to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus went out of his dispensation to heal this woman's daughter because she activated the law of heaven. Heaven does not respond to pity, to cry, to misery, but to laws. Laws, 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 laws of heaven. The formula of eternity. The formula of the kingdom. I'm going to help somebody today. There's so many formulas in heaven. Listen to me, saint of God. We need to get things straightened up in church. The Bible says, one of the law of heaven, give and it shall be given unto you. It's the law of heaven. Full measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Have you seen people who don't go to church, but they are very generous and very prosperous? They don't even go to church. They just keep giving. Warren Buffett kept giving all his wealth. He grows it back, he gives it back. And he kept, he kept becoming the world's richest person in succession, despite the fact that he gave out almost half of his fortune the previous year. Why? Because he activated the law of heaven. He has no understanding of scriptures, but he engaged the law of heaven. Whenever you engage the law of heaven, there has to be a reaction. A lot of people engage the law of heaven and there is reaction. And many believers come to church and sit down in service. But they do not activate the law of heaven. I've seen people who don't even excavate the mystery of the word of God. But they live their life by a dangerous spirit of faith. And you see miracles happen for them. Because they activate the law of heaven. Our days of religion are over. The flow of the supernatural will cause men to trigger heaven's formula. And there will be a chain reaction in the earth realm. Let me hear you say, yes, Lord. I want to put to your face tonight one of the most paramount laws of heaven. The Bible says, hear me, whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It is a law of heaven. 
You know what the law of heaven is? You know what the law of heaven is? Everyone that's going to have a change must activate that change from their own realm. When God wanted to cause a change in, on earth, he activated a change from heaven. He sent Jesus. If you're going to activate a change in, on earth, you declare it from this realm. God does not initiate miracles. God performs miracles as a response to somebody's calling. It's a law of heaven. Whatever you bind, you bind. You bind on earth. Shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, you'll be losing heaven. I love the way the NIV version puts it. Man of God. It says what you allow on earth shall be allowed in heaven. What you disallow on earth shall be disallowed in heaven. Lift your hand and say, I allow prosperity in my life. So when they say, I allow power Come on, say it again. Say, I allow power, miracles, breakthroughs in my life. I allow salvation for my family, my loved ones, in Jesus' name. I allow, I decree deliverance in Jesus' name. Shout yes. That's the law of heaven. What you allow on earth. Not what God allows. But you know what God does? Every time the Father will intercept and interrupt demonic activities in the heavens. I want you to hear me. Oftentimes, the Father will package a miracle for you. He will put your name on it. He will say, I'm going to bless you in this season with a miracle so big that everybody that knows you, they will hear of it and they will tremble. He already prepares it. He's orchestrated it. But you know what? He's waiting for you to decree it. Until you decree it, it's going to be there waiting. There will be battles in the heavens. Okay. Can I shock you people? You know sometimes angels are fighting for 10 years on some people's case. But the battle does not come to closure. You know why the battles don't come to closure? Because they have not decreed victory over that battle. The Bible says Daniel started to pray. God, remember your promise. Remember your word about, about my blessing, about my favor, about my increase, about what you promised me, about, my, my, about the Jews. Lord, bring us back. Bring us. And you know what? The moment the man of God began to pray, something started to shift in the heavens. Prior to the prayer of Daniel, look at me, everybody. The Bible says, and I, Daniel, understood by books. That the time for the desolation of Israel 
was accomplished 70 years according to the prophecy of Jeremiah. Okay. So it was already declared. Okay. All right. Do you know the moment it was orchestrated and it hit 78 years? Boom. 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 The battle started in heaven. And God is looking for somebody to decree the victory on earth. Every single day, when you are due for something by the timetable of God, every single time that you are due for a next level, it initiates, it activates battle in the heavenlies. You don't understand what I'm talking about. My God, this is something right here tonight. I want to take you to the book of Job. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 1 that God and devil, they were having interaction. Don't you know that these battles happen every day? These battles in the invincible realm, it doesn't happen occasionally. It happens every day because there's an agenda for every day. And the devil's assignment is to stop it. And that's why the Bible calls him in the book of Revelation, the accuser of the brethren. And the Bible says he accused them before the father day and night. This battle takes place every day. Job had no understanding of what was going on. He didn't know about it. Job was doing about his own business. He was just being a nice guy. But there was something going on in the, in the heavens. The Bible says, and the devil was strolling before God. He was engaging the heavens. And God said, devil, have you considered Job my servant? But there is none righteous at him. A righteous man, one that feared the Lord and the steward evil. And the devil started, he never agrees with God. He's the accuser, the contender. He started to contend with the almighty God. He says, have you, has, does he serve you for not? Have you not protected him? Did you not put an edge around him let me touch him and he will deny you to your face there's a battle let me say something to you today no matter how fierce the battle is until you say this battle this battle that I'm, I'm, I'm sensing this battle going on I refuse to accept defeat I refuse to throw in that towel. I refuse to let demons have the final say. I refuse to let the devil take my joy, take my peace, take my destiny, take my children, take my generation. I stand my ground. I don't care how long it takes, but I'm going to be here fighting. And I declare victory. When you stand your ground, Angels are summoned. Angels are empowered. My God, the devil is a liar. Don't you see that your angels are looking in your direction? They are drawing power from your anointing. And the angels are saying to the demons, He's still praying. We can stop now. He's still praying. We can stop. Listen to me, somebody. Daniel kept praying. On the first day, he kept praying. On the 10th day, he kept praying. On the 20th day, he kept praying. Oh, the angels said, We can't handle this. God said, Now this battle is too strong for the small angel. Send the bigger angels. 
you something there's a battle going on now for the soul of Toronto I refuse to stop fighting there's a battle going on now for your family there's a battle going on for your children there's a battle going on I refuse this victory shall be mine I stand my ground this victory shall be mine See that we're almost there. Tell every devil in the pit of hell that thinks I'm going to walk away and let the battle be prolonged. Tell them they are barking at the wrong tree. This child of God has caught a revelation. And I know by the law of heaven, listen to me somebody, by the law of heaven, and God is bound by law. I'm talking to somebody tonight. By the law of heaven, if I don't stop praying, they won't close the battle. Okay, okay. Because the deal is not in heaven. The deal is in my hand. The scepter is in my hand. The authority is in my hand. If I don't stop praying, God can close the deal. Am I talking to somebody? If you don't stop praying, angels can't win. Demons can't win. They keep fighting. The battle prolonged when you hold your ground. The battle prolonged when you continue to, hold, to pray. The battle does what? The battle keeps going. Tell somebody besides I won't stop. My God, you're talking to the wrong person. Find somebody with faith and look at them. Albert, Albert, say, I'm not stopping. Say, by every means necessary, this battle is ending in my favor. Come on, somebody say, by every means necessary, I stand my ground as a law enforcement agent of the kingdom of God. And I declare this battle is ending in my victory there is victory in my life in my destiny in my family in my finances i will not give up i stand my ground there is victory